Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying coworker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Morning to you. Four minutes after 9 o'clock. HawkFanatic.com brought to you by the Wild Rose Casino in Clinton. By Bumps Restaurant. Dr. Lance Forbes, Diamond Dental, and Cedar Rapids. Streets Maintenance. Players Sports Bar and Grill downtown. The Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas. Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Kettleson RV in Hiawatha. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROSE. GT Car and his crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. And Patrick Eads and his staff at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on Mormon Trek. Here's Tom Souter along with Pat Hardy from HawkFanatic.com. Here we are. Bells on our toes. It's my uh, son's 20th anniversary. I've been married 20 years Have today. they really? Shane and Holly, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I still remember that dance very well. Yeah. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. It's also the 20-year anniversary of Ann getting back-to-back-to-back fours of a kind on a poker machine. <laughs> <laughs> that might be Adam. <laughs> Adam's on one line and uh, Karn's on the other one. Uh, well, let's go with our, let's go with uh, Adam. Yeah, we'll be back with you, Carn. Hi, Adam. Hey, good morning, guys. We were going to do Friday, but Adam had a manager meeting come up, and I told him we have <laughs> we have Jan Jensen's going to be on. Up it. on my schedule without me knowing. Oh, so. I can completely understand. Life has to go on. We've got Jan Jensen <laughs> on at nine thirty, so we'll start with Adam. Go over last night's stunning beatdown at Indiana, which I'm sure we all saw coming. I had him winning by, you know. <laughs> 22 like the rest of us. Adam, I mean, was this more Iowa or or more Indiana or just combination? I mean, Indiana's perimeter defense was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. The one thing I would say, and the commentators kind of talked about it a little bit last night, and I even said, you know, before the game started, um, not that I called it, but I said, hey, the good thing is they beat Purdue yes. at yes. Purdue. We said that Monday, yeah. yep. And, that, and that's, a, that's a great thing for, you know, as a Hawkeye fan when you, you're coming in. 
that was a huge emotional game for them, and it, it had a lot of meaning to it. And again, that's a huge rivalry. And for us to, you know, kind of come in under the radar, I'm sure those guys were still living off that game. We came in totally focused, and and I thought Chris Murray really set the tone. Oh, so did I. I mean, his yeah, aggressiveness, he, and yep. yes. not just that's the game that he can do. I think there's times where he sometimes lets the game come to him, but we need him out there scoring and and driving to the hoop and making plays because then it just opened up everything else for all the other players out there. And, and I think Indiana was just scrambling every single person that you know came into the game. And, and Tony Perkins took over there for a while in the first half. We just kept coming at them. Any little run that they try to make, we just jumped right back on and were making shots. And that was one of the fun, uh, one of the more fun games I've watched. You know, the Hawkeyes play on the road. That's that was an unbelievable win. And Iowa's got better perimeter shooters. I mean, Indiana just doesn't have. Many great three-point shooters. I mean, I know Miller Kopp is supposed to be one, but every time I watch him play, he never really does much of anything. Adam, wouldn't you say, as great as Trace Jackson Davis is, shooting is his biggest problem. And, I mean, last night, the better shooting team won. I mean, it was clear. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, too, they were just – they looked out of sync. And the other thing, too, is our passing was incredible. It I was. kind of wrote that down last night. When you looked at the cutting and the, the off-ball action that yep. we were doing – that's as good of offense as, as we've ran all year. And I don't know whether, you know, we got to take a little credit for the reads and the passing, but I think Indiana was just, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do with the backdoor cuts, did they? Yeah, and Woodson no, was didn't. very critical of the defense afterwards. I mean, he, he threw the team under the bus. He didn't throw any individual players, but he also said it starts with me. I mean, and it's clear Mike Woodson does not like Fran. I mean, he does not like, <laughs> he was bitching and moaning about the stare down, saying he should have got. I think Woodson needs to spend less time not liking Fran and more time worrying about his team because they just didn't look prepared emotionally. They didn't look prepared. And well, like it's hard, too, when a team comes out and is shooting like we yes. were. Yeah. And what do you do? I mean, to start the game, we had 10 points in a blink of an eye, and it's not that they were playing bad. I mean, they had a couple shots kind of rim in and out and pace of play. I mean, we just we jumped on them early, and, again, you're, you're always waiting for that run. All right, when's Indiana going to come out? And after halftime, they, they looked like they were a new team, and then, boom, we just came in and started making shots. And it was contributions from everybody. They all played well and sustained any run and just kept widening that gap towards the end of the game. And, Again, I don't know what you do if you're Indiana. you got to just chalk that one up as man, when a team comes out and shoots almost uh, 57% from three and you know 56 from the field. That's a tough team to beat. Chris didn't even hit the rim on his first three. They just <laughs> barely hit the net. I mean, it was incredible the way he was playing. But I am happy to report that he kept his streak of air balls going. Yes, he, he did. He did, have an air, he did have an air. You saw the air ball, didn't you, Adam? I just I laughed. I just laughed when he did. It, it's, just, it's just part of his game. And it's just funny, but um, what do you? Um, Sanford, I don't have a problem with him blowing a kiss to the those fans, and the. But you know, Adam, the risk when you become that type of player is when things don't go your way, they're going to get on you even more. What? Just your thoughts on Sam? Because prior to that, he had also signaled. Uh, I mean, he got really emotional after a turnover, saying, "I mean, he's not afraid to show his emotions." But there is a risk with that, isn't there? Yeah, I think uh, Bohena would be a guy that you can talk with. I mean, he and and. A lot of his stuff was kind of, you know, everybody kind of knew him. He was a marked man. He hit big shots. Well, he's been around Peyton, forever, what too. He's done. It's kind of one of those where um, I don't think Peyton really cared. No. <laughs> it would have been something I wouldn't have done because, to your you know point, they're going to be on you, and he's got a long career here at Iowa. Um, but, again, it, it's hard to go into Assembly Hall and get a win, um, especially against that good of a team that they've got on the floor. And I just think emotions were running high. And, again, I think as much as – 
Indiana locker rooms, not a big fan of Iowa right now. You know what's being talked about. On the flip side, um, what a moment to go in there and, and just kind of to punk them and, and hit big shot after big shot. And, again, I think just emotionally, it seems like players these days, they're throwing up a three sign or they're blowing kisses. It, it just seems like that's more of a game now, and you see it in the younger ages. And I'm not saying it's right, but it seems to be happening a little more often than than in the past. Well, and you've also got, I guarantee you, those Indiana students, some of them probably tweet at Sanford. I mean, Twitter connects everybody, yep. and everybody takes themselves really serious on Twitter, and I think that kind of strength, kind of emboldens people and what have you. And I don't you think, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana, some Indiana Twitter warriors were attacking Iowa players on Twitter, and by, that's just how it works these days. I mean, and I think that makes the students feel even more attached to what's going on on the court. Do you agree with that? Social media? No, I do, yeah, and I think I think that's why they've got a great student section, and you know, I think um, when you have that kind of stuff going on behind the scenes, it just adds to the the competition. And again, that's a that was a big game for Indiana too, right? For seeding in the Big Ten, oh yeah. yeah, overall, you know, the momentum that they had going in, and for us, we were looking at that as, man, if we drop this game, we're still fine. We got another you know game with uh, Nebraska to finish it out. Uh, that was a huge win, and again, I think it jumped us up to like what thirty-four. Yes, um, and fifth in the current. Those... Yeah, yep. And I mean, that's fifth. big. I mean, we if we want to make a run, if it'd be awesome to see how this plays out, get a win this weekend, maybe possibly get a double bye. Oh, there's still a chance. How the other yep. teams shake out. Yeah, I mean, this is this is right where we want to be. There's still a chance for a double bye. Some things have to happen. Iowa, of course, has to win. Maryland has to. Maryland has to lose. I mean, I think Maryland is what ten and. I think of Maryland is Maryland eleven and seven right now. Or Maryland what? is eleven and seven. Northwestern eleven and seven. Michigan eleven and seven. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be easy. I mean, um, Michigan's got a couple tough games though. I think they've got. Uh, well, Indiana, they got to play at Indiana. Yeah, yeah, and um, so yeah, there's a definite chance for a double bye. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I mean, that's better for the media. It's better for the team. I mean, I mean, Adam, you were there. How much easier is it? Probably trying to win a tournament with three games as opposed to four or even five. It's a big difference. Yeah, it's tough. It is. It's a big difference. And, again, yeah, it, it, I know it's a game, but just the mental preparation and, and what fans don't always see that. When you're winning, you're taking it one game at a time, and you got another coach who's got the next scout ready to go. So, you know, I can remember, you know, we made some runs in that Big Ten tournament my sophomore, junior year. Um, you know, as soon as that game's over and fans, you know, are spilling out and, going to the hotels or going to a restaurant. I mean, we're really getting back into the, the mode of, right, who we play next. You're looking at film. You're walking through stuff. I mean, even in the evening and early morning that next day, um, the work just begins as soon as that game's over. So that's part of that mental deal. If you can, you know, string three games as opposed to four, uh, makes it a lot easier. So, And I think they'll be ready for Nebraska. I think they'd be ready – under any circumstance, but it's senior day. Nebraska smoked them in Lincoln, held them to a season-low 50 points. They couldn't make a shot. And they're going to be honoring Phillip and Connor. I mean, Phillip in just two years has really endeared himself. And he, Adam, he's going to be big coming down the stretch, isn't he, Phillip? Yeah, he's, he's been – I think he's been one of our most solid guys. I think he's been the most consistent. Game. Yep. Exactly. I mean, you know what you're going to get from him for effort, for scoring. Um, his free-throw shooting has gotten a lot better this year. His rebounding um, – yeah, he's he's just been really good, and you know I think when when we first acquired him from um, North Dakota, it was one of those where hey, you got a Summit League guy or kind of a mid major. How's he going to fit in? He's kind of a low post guy. I mean, I think he's really transformed his game. Yes. He's banging with everybody in the Big Ten, and just even defensively, 
he's just a worker. Um, I think he's going to make some good money overseas, um, especially you know being a European player. He's going to be uh, one of those that, and he made an impact on this squad for sure. And again, he's one of the reasons why we're sitting in this position uh, today. And I think Aaron Euless, he doesn't get much attention. He doesn't score a lot, but I think he's been pretty solid handling the ball, defending the at the point of attack. He even made a three last night. Just what, what's your thoughts on Euless right now? I like his game. I think he's made some big strides. I think it's a lot easier this year as opposed to last where you really had kind of three guys mm-hmm. in that point guard spot. And you could even throw four, you know, who was handling the ball. Sometimes it was Connor, then you had Bohannon, you had Toussaint. I mean, it was just, I think now that he's kind of got a little bit more of a defined role, um, he's done a great job of just coming on the scene. And again, he doesn't, he doesn't press too much. He kind of lets the game come to him and there's games where he doesn't shoot much. And there's games where, you know, he had to shoot and was kind of the man um, in some of those games. So, no, his development's been great, and um, hopefully, again, that's a guy we can look to, continue to get better, continue to have a bigger role on this team next year. I mean, Fran's down to about an eight-man rotation. and is that a cons- I like it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is that better in, almost going into postseason? I, I do. I think, you know, in the past, it's not a criticism, but he had so many guys, and I think he's trying to play them, and you, you want to keep guys happy, especially with the way the transfer portal works. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's hard, and each guy he's got kind of gives us a little different option. So, you know, in the past he was going with the hot hand and that lineup, you know, the he could stretch it out to 10, 11 guys if he wanted to play that many. But I think yeah, as you really wind this thing down, unless there's real major foul trouble, I think you got to go with your top eight. And um, this Nebraska game, I um, they were leading Michigan State at halftime. Michigan State must have had a come-to-Jesus meeting at halftime. <laughs> Because they went from not being able to make anything in the first half, and they couldn't miss in the second half. And it was funny, Izzo. I watched Izzo's press conference, and he got done asking all the Michigan State questions, answering all the Michigan State questions. None of the Nebraska writers asked him anything. Then he looks over to them and see he did the same thing to us. And then we asked him a few questions. The Nebraska writers still just sat there froze. They didn't say anything. And then he got up and said something. Okay, well, fine. You, I think he sort of resented that they didn't ask him any questions. But. Um, what 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 do you think the mindset for Nebraska is going to be coming into this game? I mean, that was a big loss for them last night at home. But what 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 do you expect from Nebraska? You know, I again, I I think we're playing for a lot here. Um, um, sometimes when those teams aren't playing for as much, um, it's just a little worrisome because they're just going to let it go, you know, and and play kind of loose. And hopefully, we can kind of come out and I always say it, punch them early, like we did this last game. I think we play really well when we come out strong and start making shots. And, again, I think there's some emotion here for us with some of these guys being senior night. Um, those are always the best way. You never want to lose on senior night. It's not a way to – with family and friends and everybody around, it's not how you gotta, you're going to want to end it. So, um, yeah, again, I think Nebraska's going to come in and fight. Fred's uh, – he's working to get that program turned around. We just got to – you know, any kind of run that they, they throw at us, we got to come back like we did – last night and, and jump on them. So. Uh, Nebraska's at 15 and 15 right now. Obviously a win would be a huge, uh, a huge uh, bump for them to get them into a, a positive record. Uh, does, as a player, does that enter your mind a lot? You know, we want to be 16 and 15 instead of 15 and 16. No. Yeah. I, I, I think um, that's definitely being talked about and especially a program that's trying to turn the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, they've made some strides this year. I think that's the momentum is, hey, let's get that winning record, carry this on into, you know, whatever happens postseason and into the next year. You're always looking for, again, momentum to kind of shift. 
and again, I think he's done a good job. I, I did anticipate <clears throat> COVID and everything. I think has kind of hurt that a little bit. I think Fred's a great coach, great guy. Um, you know, it's definitely a football school, but they're trying to get that changed. And again, I think you look around the Big Ten. There's there's a lot of good coaches. Look at what Northwestern's doing, and mm-hmm. all yeah. these other teams. Look at what Fran's done with Iowa. The consistency that we've had. It's it's hard to win in this league. So again, I think uh, anytime you can get an overall record over 500, that's a huge win. I think Kevin Weller has done a great job at Maryland too. They haven't won on the road mm-hmm. much, True. but they're yeah. I think they're like 14 and one at home and they got you know they're in second place right now in the conference maryland is i think he's going to do good there i mean it's you know the recruiting base they have out there in maryland and so but okay so um let's look ahead to to the tournament i mean is is it a situation where you could see eight nine teams making a run and winning this thing is that how you feel going into this adam i do yeah um obviously i still think purdue is one of the favorites Mm -hmm. um but again i think in this tournament setting like what we saw last year, it's anybody's game. You come in and shoot well. Um, it's tournament style, right? There's no best out of two or three or five. Mm-hmm. Anybody can beat anybody in this league, which has kind of been proven throughout the year. So I think it's wide open. Um, and, again, I think I'm going to go back to last night. Tony Perkins had an unbelievable game, almost had a triple-double. Yeah. If we get guys like him stepping up and the consistency of, of Phillip and, and Chris – um, you just never know what can happen. I, I like what Tony did last night. He had them playing on their heels and he just did. kept attacking. And just the assist part, um, he's had games like that where he had a big first half. I forget what game it was. But then in the second half, he just knew, hey, they're really collapsing on me and I'm going to make everybody else get open shots. So if somebody like him can be a, a difference maker, uh, again, that can make us – dangerous on this Big Ten tournament run and, and even afterwards. You know, his parents were in the stands. He's from Indy. Indiana didn't recruit him. Hardly any Big Ten schools recruited him. I'm, I know, yeah. I'm sure he was very motivated, and sometimes that, <laughs> sometimes that makes a difference, doesn't it? Can't that help you? I hope it keeps. I think, I think I, I forget what the stats were, but I think when he's played Indiana or, or played in that state, um, he's, he's had really big games like that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he can keep that chip on his shoulder and – he does. I, I know he was not as highly sought after until kind of later in the recruiting process where we kind of found him. And um, I was talking about this with somebody the other day. I, I forget where they saw him, but when you started seeing his highlights, I mean, he's just a, a freak athlete. He could dunk. He may not have the size and the length, but just like last night, he can get anywhere he wants to, and he's a bull in there. They uh, said, Robbie Hummel, I think it said something last night that just blew me away that. Iowa has never had a player with a triple double. He did say that. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't really Can that thought be about. Right? Oh yeah, I could. I mean, I'm trying to. Wow. Does that surprise you, Adam? It does. With some of the guys that we've had, you know, like that have that have come through. I bet Horner already. came close. You think he came close? Um, I know. I had a game. I think that was close against. I think it was Coppin State. Um, okay. But again, I wasn't a huge assist guy. <laughs> I was, you know, you could get three or four. Well, that wasn't but, really um, your role. It it wasn't, and especially you know, I, again, I'm, I Horner would have been a guy that could have, you know, you think of Andre Woolridge. You know, he was a good uh-huh. rebounding guard, score, but you know, could also dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go back even further. It, it is surprising we haven't had one that's at least gotten one. You know, I wonder how close Ronnie Lester came. I don't know. Ronnie was not didn't have to do a ton of rebounding. And what have you. But, yeah, no, it's rare. That makes you appreciate even more on the women's side what Caitlin Clark is able to do. And then the imagine Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double in how many NBA seasons? 
I think at least a couple. That's just incredible. Yeah. That, that, that really is. That really well, is those guys that have the ball in their hands a little bit more like that, that are ball heavy, yeah. you know, and, and Caitlin is that, but she's such an incredible scorer and passer. And like we've talked about here, right, as good of a scorer she is, she's, people don't always see it, but she may be one of the best passers. I think she's a better college. passer than shooter. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And so, and she, 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 yeah, she is so unselfish, just like, you know, there's times where she's looking for inside, outside. I mean, it's not all about her, um, and that's what makes her special. So what she's doing, and you see the stats that are put up when she's comparable to WNBA, NBA, college, I mean, she's doing some incredible things statistically that um, we're going to look back decades from now, and, and I don't think anybody will touch what she's doing. Especially if she plays five years. <laughs> oh God, don't you also think, <laughs> Adam, she's six feet tall. Doesn't that, that has to help her with rebounding. She's tall for a women's guard. She really is. She is, an, and she's long. I, think, long, I don't yeah. know what her, what her reach is, but if you look at her wingspan, I, I just – Somebody's asking about that the other day, and I said, you know, she is six foot, but she's longer than what I think other girls are out there. So, You're right. And she's not afraid to get dirty and go get, you know, rebound. I think that's again when um, you've got a guard like that that can rebound. It just it helps the team. She's not flying back. She's looking to get in there and and grab boards and and bang with the big. So she's uh, she's special. All right, before we wrap, I got to do my one cyclone. I watched Iowa State the other night. Who did they lose to at home? Oh, Joe Toussaint. West uh-huh. Virginia. Yeah. Did you watch any of that? I did. I watched part of it. He had a really good game. He was the I was difference. Happy for Joe. I was, too. He made six free throws in a row down the stretch. He was, he was incredible. Well, what is up with Iowa State's offense right now? I don't know. You know, it's kind of like uh, the beginning of the year where they couldn't score, but they were defending really well. Uh-huh. Um, they're, in a, they're in a tough stretch here right now. And, again, they, they're a team that was that hot – Finishing out the year like this, it's it's not going to help NCAA tournament stuff. Do you think? Can you blame it all on any of it on the form fitting shirts that the coaches wear? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Otzelberger looks uncomfortable during the course of a game. That thing's Those fitting. Medium shirts he's got on that don't go below the ba- biceps. I mean, they're just the weirdest looking things I've. You See, keep bringing that gotta, up. You, I, I think we got to get you one of those. Polos no, yeah. and, no, I wouldn't have worn those when I was twenty. <laughs> but when I saw him them at Carver this year, I'm like, what the hell are they wearing? I don't you find those a little odd, Adam? Well, I know some of the the trend can be a little bit like form fitting or tighter fitting, but yeah, they're taking it to a whole other level. <laughs> those things are they're definitely a size or two down from what I would wear. So. I'm trying to picture Fran wearing a form-fitting Izod or whatever it was. But well, listen, Adam. I think, thank, well, I think I think Sherman Dillard might be the one. That yes, could, there you he go. could get away with Anybody it. Anybody who's going to be able to, to rock it and pull it off, it'd be him. The older he gets, the better shape he gets. Man, that guy just. I, know. I mean, he must work out a ton. He Sherm's almost seventy years old. Jeez. It's yeah, sometimes you don't realize that. But listen, thank you for coming on in short notice like this. We appreciate it and um, have the good enjoy the. Rest of the week, and good luck in your manager's meeting on Friday. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Thanks, Adam. We're going to, yeah, I think they're going to have Jan's going to call in sometime around 930. Should we take a break now, or do you want to take a break after? we'll take a break after. After? This could be them right now. This is not. It's not. Hello. Hello. This is not Jan. No, it is not. No, I went to the baseball game yesterday, sat in four hours of cold, listened to the um, to the basketball game, and I couldn't wait to get home to rewind my uh, tape to, to yeah. watch it. Yeah. But um, the nice thing about the baseball game is we had two home runs right in the first inning. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive, and uh, we we got our payback against Loris, didn't we? Yes, we did. We thought, my goodness, last year we should have never lost to him, and then we did. And did you ever think that we would be ahead of Indiana all the way and never once be behind them? You know, of all the scenarios I had in my head for the game last night, Iowa winning from start to finish and just blowing them out of Assembly Hall hadn't really crossed my mind, honestly. Well, I tell you, we, we've had nothing but magic this week in sports, and let's keep it up. Yeah, let's keep it up. We've got wrestling this weekend, and we've got the women's. Yep, so. well, Ann and I will be up in Minneapolis, so we will uh, be able to hopefully pull some strings to get us some wins up there. Okay, well, you better do that. And we'll do our best. Okay, guys, i got to run to my Bible study, so <laughs> okay. you, you take care. All right, thanks, Karen. Yeah. Did she wait throughout that whole Haluska interview? Yes. Hey, um, what is, I keep getting this thing, you have reached your iCloud storage limit, and they want me to buy more, but then underneath it, it says to stop these advertisements. What is, what is my iCloud storage? What does it do? Don't, I, I don't know. Who, it has who not, sent it? iCloud. I mean, I don't know. I, there isn't a such thing as well, iCloud. Well, it's right here. Yeah, there is. No, I mean, no, there is a such thing as it's iCloud. It's not a company. But it's not a company. But they're saying... <laughs> Dear customer, you have reached your storage limit. Your iCloud storage is full, but as part of your loyalty program, you can now receive an additional 50 GB for free before the file on your iCloud drive are deleted. What are the files on my iCloud? It's a, it's a scam. Okay, that's, that's what I a scam. That's what I was wondering. Oh, yeah. Because there isn't a such... There is a cloud... And you know, yeah, you I know would what be iCloud dealing is. with Verizon, yes. but you, but iCloud okay. itself is okay. Is so a, it's a, it's a way to it's a scam. Is it a way to get inf- my information to, or is it a way to get me to spend money when I don't need to spend money? It's a way to put you in funny clothes like the uh, cyclone, like the cyclone coach. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> Hello. All right. So so don't get me wrong. I I understand it was a blowout there, especially you know second half of the second half, but. With no triple doubles ever, do you think we should have left him in or not? My opinion is yes. I mean, come on, as a fan. Um, I guess I, I hadn't I really given know. any thought. You know, I, you could argue either way. I, you know, I don't. I, I, Fran you know, may not have been aware. Also. May not have been aware, and Fran, but Fran also maybe says, I'm not going to leave him in when we're up by 25. He could get hurt. Uh-huh. Something that, you know. There you go. Yeah, so. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, I, so I guess I disagree. I, I mean, I wouldn't have really, had he left him in, I wouldn't have been, oh, this is ridiculous. But I guess I really don't care. And at least yeah. I had, Lisa's mindset is, hey, there's risk uh, walking in the, walking to the store. Yeah. No, there, that's true. But there is also a level of respect when you're blowing someone out. Do you leave them in? And that's try, true, too. And But, but the, like the caller said, they've never had one in program history. They were so close. So you could argue back and forth both ways on that. It's sitting here because I caught my uh, I caught part of my hand in my headphones. Yeah, there's it, risk. It's, Everything you do, it's Captain. The hell out of it. There's risk driving into this thing. That, that <laughs> now you got a big pothole right when you turn in. You, yeah, now, this, these are the pothole days. I mean, these. Yeah, they are, will, but these are the deepest I've ever seen. Yeah. that yeah. one right. Oh, the here, one is the deepest. It's, yeah, it's like Okaboji. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, usually they're like Clear Lake. Clear Lake's, you know, it's a lake that's up on a bluff. It's only 20 feet deep. Yeah, Okaboji is what, what are they called? A black lake? It's a blue water lake. Blue water, that's it. But it's like 160 feet deep, whereas Clear Lake in its deepest spot is like 25 feet deep. Hello. Hey, this is Jan. Hey, Jan, oh, hey, how are Jan. you? 
Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. Doing pretty good. First off, congratulations to Caitlin for being named uh, Player of the Year again. Boy, that's a shock. And uh, Monica <laughs> and Caitlin making first team. And Hannah Stolke, sixth uh, six Player of the Year. Wasn't that something? Yeah, so fun. And, and McKenna Warnock, honorable mention. Did yes. you throw that in there? Yeah, throw it I in there. I tell you what, it, it was a good day for the Hawks, that's for sure. We're so, so happy for those young women and, and really our, our our whole team because all of those folks that did get recognized, they would tell you that they didn't they didn't get there without the others pushing them and battling with them every day in practice. So we, we're really, really honored and, and very flattered and I'm just thrilled for every one of those kids that got recognized. They're they're just super super people on top of being super players. Jen, here's an interesting question somebody wanted me to ask you when I told them we were going to have you on. What do you think a battle between Caitlin and Sam Logic at point guard would have been like? How would Sam Logic have played <laughs> Caitlin? Well, I tell you, there would have been a whole lot of moxie. <laughs> I tell you that. It'd be worth the price of uh, a mission of watching those two just go at it with their – you know, confidence and their, um, you know, just love for, for competing. You know, Sam would have used her physicality, uh-huh. you know, because Sam was just a big physical guard, and I think she would have really tried to, you know, body her up and, and um, you know, kind of get her out of her element. And then Caitlin would just said, don't touch me. And she just, she would have kept backing up beyond that logo, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been uh, really a battle of two different styles. Um, but certainly, you know, their passing um, acumen is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam probably was definitely the pass first point guard. Um, Caitlin is, some would argue the shot first. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. really chasing that. No. It's just that she has the ability to um, score in a lot, uh, a variety of different ways than Sam was able to. So she is able to look for that um, opportunity in shooting than, more than Sam was because Sam, Sam developed a better three-point shot over her four-point years uh, or four years. Um, but that was never one of her greatest strengths. Um, so they, the only difference probably would have been the ability and range and variety of scoring where Caitlin would have the edge. But Sam, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have underestimated her, her moxie to match hers, and Sam would have tried to engage her in a physical game and uh, would have talked a little bit of um, uh, had some conversations with her to try to get in in, in her head. So it, it's a, a fun, a fun, fictitious um, game to dream about for sure. I mean, you guys have had some great point guards. I mean, Kara Consuegra, mm-hmm. Crystal. I was thinking about that. This Kathleen morning. Doyle. I mean, just some great point. Now, would you is Kath? Would, would you say Kathleen was a point guard or was she more of a combo? How would you describe her? Because she was another. Well, really good I mean, I think she's real similar you know the great thing about kathleen she was a point guard but she was able to be a combo yeah. off guard when we had tanaya yeah but the, you you saw kathleen's greatness in all of her career she was able to step back and and play off the ball in our elite eight year and then when everybody thought oh geez we lost megan gustison we lost tanaya we lost hannah stewart how are they going to be well kathleen answers with we're going to be just fine and i'm going to be the player of the year in this league when I'm able to really get the ball in my hands and let it open up. So 
um, you know, she was just the consummate guard mm-hmm. um, that, you know, and, and competitor and believed in, you know, our, our system and did whatever role she needed to do. And, um, I, I mean, you put the moxie of Kathleen in with a, a logic and a Clark. I mean, they're, they're saying they have a confidence. They have a, a competitive edge about them um, that really separated them. And, um, you know, man, a lot of times people say, how about Doyle playing with Clark? Uh, that would have been a great combination, wow. too, because uh, both of them, you know, together with that moxie and what they could do and complement each other. Sam was a, you know, a true, true point guard um, where that's where she was always most comfortable. Mm-hmm. But Clark and, and Doyle, they could have played off the ball of each other a little more easier. So uh, all of those guys shared some tremendous similarities. And um, the one thing is their moxie and their confidence. So when you were recruiting Caitlin, I assume you're, you guys, of course, had your system to push the fast pace, but the success of Doyle, the success of Sam, was that big stuff when you were recruiting her? Hey, look what they did, and this is what you can do, and maybe even more. Is that did that help to have that so much success with previous guards? Well, I think everybody discounts that because you think guards guards. It was the success of Megan Gustafson. Oh, okay. To show that Megan Gustafson could get Player of the Year, to show that Megan Gustafson could have the national attention. Because Caitlin, I mean, she wanted to go where it was possible to go to a, you know, win championships. And she know, I mean, we all know you have to be a little bit lucky to get to a Final Four. Sure. Um, yeah. Unless you're the true, the Connecticut's that you, the mentality is already there. You're just going to run through your bracket. Yeah. But those of us trying to get there, it's all about matchups. It's all about, it doesn't even matter at seeds. Yes, the higher your seed, you're hopeful you're going to play lesser opponents. But if you get the wrong style of basketball that you don't guard well, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. You're, you just, I mean, it's just not in trouble, but you're challenged, sure, right? Sure, So we needed to, to show Caitlin that, hey, we can be, and we have been in the national conversation. Sweet 16 years with logic. Yep, check. Great point guard. See her? Oh, yeah, got it. Megan's run out of obscurity for Megan into the national player of the year in six out of seven categories as a post player, didn't have the ball in her hands, scoring, you know, 85 plus points a game in the system with a tremendous point guard in Doyle. Yes. Part of it, but we can get the national spotlight. It is possible here. So I think all of that in that elite eight year when Caitlin was coming out was um, very important uh, because she wanted to go somewhere that we could win, but also somewhere that was going to be respected. And you kind of have to show that, hey, we've had some success here before, um, not just with point guards, but, you know, we've had a center that really put us on the map. So I think that was also um, a confidence builder for her is, hey, if our team can be good, great things can happen individually and team-wise for me here. Do you remember the moment when she committed? Do you remember the circumstances? Never forget it. How did Never it happen? Forget How it. did it happen? If you mind, if you mind sharing. Well, I mean, it was it it, it went. Hers was so unique because it went a lot of different directions. Um, it was, I mean, it's since seventh eighth grade, so it was you know a half a decade, and that's a long time to pour into somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just 
you get highs and lows. She's in, she's not. She responds, she doesn't. You know, the parents, they do, they don't. Um, so the rumor was she had committed to, you know, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I remember so, hearing that. So um, then you're kind of like, uh so when she called up and told Lisa, I think I'm going in a different direction. She never said where she, if, if she had committed or if she, um, where she was going. And so there was extreme disappointment. Um, but, uh, I, I, I don't usually stop following a kid on social media or any of that, but certainly not until I see the photo where, it, you know, just rips her heart out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, day passed, nothing. Two days passed, nothing, and I'm like, we're still in play. Then I knew. I was like, it ain't over. And so just talked to the different people, and she just had to take a minute to reflect on what she was she really wanted. And so when she called and, and said she was coming, we you know, uh, in the office, uh, I think it was just Lisa in here after. Uh, it was at night, um, and it was just beyond elation. Um, but, but we had to wait because the official announcement wasn't going, she didn't want to make it for a couple of days. Um, so you kind of have the pop the champagne moment, but then you're also are kind of nervous that it ain't going to go in a different direction again, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but it, it didn't. And then we were actually, um, at a luncheon when I knew the, she was going to send the graphic out and that's the. When it goes out on the airwaves, that's a whole nother level because there's one thing when you're having your champagne moment and you're you're just you're exhausted and exhilarated and uh, just crazy euphoria. But until it goes public, um, you kind of have that guarded. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at this luncheon, Lisa and I, and I just kept my phone, which I try not to be on my phone in those settings. And I just kept checking and checking. And the minute that thing came out from her Twitter account, uh, I'll never forget that. Because then then my phone just blowing up. You know, Lisa and my and our whole staff was like, no freaking way. You got Clark, you know, eyes. And people were like just going crazy. So, so, so it was kind you... of a, a, a tough, you know, it was like, whoa, when you had the low. And then when we, we got the yes, but then we had to sit on it for a while. It was a very emotional, uh, golly, four or five days. So what do you do for an encore recruiting-wise to top Caitlin? <laughs> you know, it's the same thing like, um, you know, when you get into coaching, right, you don't get into coaching and think, well, I'm only going to be successful if I get um, Michael Jordan and and uh, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, um uh, you know, all the, the great ones, you know, going way back in the day, Pistol Pete's. I mean, you get into coaching because you love the challenge. You uh, love to hopefully have a positive impact on the young women, uh, if you're guys, men, that you get to attract to your program. So you're, you're trying to attract the very highest player that you can get here um, but they also have to match in our, you know, philosophy, the type of person they have to match your philosophy. So you, it's, you never replace anyone, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody thought, oh my gosh, you're never going to get a Megan Gustafson. And I will agree. We will never have one like her. She is amazing in every regard. Like I say, everybody should emulate boys, girls, 
emulate that kid, everything she's about, right? Well, lo and behold, Megan's gone. She's doing her thing, but Monica or Monica Sinano steps in and becomes her best self. And she is not Megan, but whoa, she's been a two, three, whatever, all Big Ten player and a huge cog in this wheel. And so we're going to say, oh, who's going to replace, you know, oh. And so you don't replace those folks. You don't go out and try to get yourself a Caitlin. Caitlin's generational. Megan was generational. But you know what? What do you call a Monica? I mean, to me, anybody who leaves their mark for us within the walls of your program, they're generational. They, They changed it. They made it better. They became their very best selves, and they're leaving here with their the jersey in a better place. And so I I guess I'm always focusing on, you know, who's the next great one that can leave their mark and trying never to compare them. I mean, if that's how we were going to do it, we, we're never going to get a point guard. As much as all the people that love Caitlin, that love to watch her and the recruits that want to come, if you say, hey, if, you're, if your selling line is, well, we want you to be the next Caitlin. There's a few that are going to have the moxie, but a few are going to be like, uh, yeah, a lot of pressure. I don't yeah. shoot from the logo. Uh, <laughs> I don't do the shoulder shrug. Uh, I, so I don't, I mean, I just try to slow it down. I try to slow down the, the challenge, the complexity, the fun of coaching a Caitlin Clark, the amazement of coaching Megan Gustafson and really some weeks I never saw her miss. And you get that week, not days, some weeks of practice, I never saw her miss. <laughs> Do you know what a joy that was? But it's like the challenge is what gets you the next time round. And so long-winded, but um, I just don't think, um, you know, if we're, if we're all going to stop coming to women's games and, and stop the excitement because those generational talents um, leave. Oh, then we've kind of done a disservice to a a coaching job, but a um, the joy of supporting a, a team because every year you're you're putting that together. No, that's well yeah. said. Yeah. No, well said makes a lot of sense. And with Caitlin, I, at least I think I'm sure you guys don't as coaches, but do you think sometimes the fact that she's six feet tall gets overlooked? I mean, people are like, "Well, how does she get those rebounds?" And like Adam Haluska, we had him on earlier. She's also got length. How important is that? Mm-hmm. She's got long arms. She's not five eight. She's not five seven. How big is that for her total package? The fact she's yeah, six that, feet. I mean that totally. I mean that's that definitely her physical um, attributes definitely help her come into that. You know, great in all levels of play status. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, you know, everything, I mean, in any sport, um, just about every position. I mean, there's some really great soccer players. I don't know that sport, but I mean, if a guy or girl's too short, um, it's, it's hard for them or they're too slight. They Mm -hmm. can't quite battle in those one-on-one battles, right. With the ball when they're dribbling down the field or whatever in soccer football. I mean, you can be a heck of a player sometimes, but, um, you know, unless you're a certain height or a certain weight for alignment, um, you know, the greatest weight coaches, they can't quite take you to that level of greatness status where you're going to be a, you know, first-round draft pick. So she has all that. And I think people who know the game know, you know, I mean, having a six-foot point guard, yeah, I mean, we all want those. Yeah. I mean, they're just very rare. 
Um, that's what makes Indiana and women's basketball so good. They're so big. All their guards are 6'1", 6'2", six, six, yeah. six foot, and they can knock down the three, and they can, you know, really be physical you out there. And, you know, uh, that's – I. Yes, I would love us to be bigger in every position, but you know who we are and what we do. It's a culture fit, and um, man, we, they bring other things sometimes when we don't always have the, the biggest guards. So it's um, everybody in the country wants to have a lineup that's over six foot. Um, so that just goes without saying. But there's not always. It's hard to get, and it's really hard to get six foot point guards. There's just there's very few out there. You're right. Um, that are at that top level. And if they are, I mean, the Blue Bloods continue to suck them up like a vacuum cleaner. You know, it's just like they, you know, you see them in their seventh or eighth graders, Connecticut calls, and by the time you know it, they've committed by a sophomore Mm -hmm. their year. So, yes, very, very true. I don't know if it gets overlooked, um, maybe by her flashiness of the logo shots, but... (laughs) Yes, all of that length and her size definitely helps her. I don't spend much time praising the opposition, but Jen, how impressed were you with the? Because Tom, you said something about how Indiana just kept battling you guys. I mean, just, you guys had to earn that win. And I, as a coach, I'm guessing there's probably even greater satisfaction. They just wouldn't go away. Yeah, well, and I mean, they only lost one game the whole year, yeah. and they did it when they're really great. Um, arguably their most key component, even though I love their center, that 34, their point guard, is um, just a tremendous player and leader. And the only game they lost is when she was out. And so, not surprised. I mean, we've been watching it. I mean, we've breaking them down the whole year, and you're watching them, and they they have won so many games exactly like that. They're playing the you know top-notch competition, and it's back and forth. They're up five. They get down two. They, but that last couple minutes is when they just become, you know, we're the number two ranked team because they have so much balance and they have uh, great leadership, well coached. And they, you know, when you win, you know, you know, 28, 29 times out of 30, whatever the record is, there's an expectation. Mm-hmm. And when you expect, you come through. There's no like, oh gosh, here, you know, here we go again. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah, we're down we're down three here, but we usually win. So you act, you know, that confidence that they, they have. And um, there were a few times I thought we could have um, probably pulled away. We missed a couple shots. Mm-hmm. We took some ill-advised shots. Um, we blew it on a couple um, defensive assignments. Um, we doubled down on the post, their homes, when we should have never left. One of their two times we left a really good three-point shooter wide open. But that, there wasn't too many mistakes that we'd made like that, but we happened to make them when we're up seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we took a bad shot, then we had a defensive assignment, and then the seven went to four, right? Mm-hmm. And when we you could have gone to double digits. And so um, with the team, if you don't put a lot of separation, you know, 12 points when you're really pretty hot where we were a couple times during that game, I think if we could have got it to 12 or 15, it could have been a comfortable um, maybe four point win, five mm. point, you know, but man, a team that good, if you let them even think that they can win it at the end, um, they have proven this year they usually do. And it, obviously, it took heroics for us to 
to pull it off. But you talk about expectation. Caitlin knew that shot was going to go in, and that's half the battle, yep. isn't it, Jan? You've been been there oh. in competition. Mentally, yep. she knew it was going in. Oh, uh, absolutely. And and that's the is everybody is like, um, you know, what what's it like to coach Caitlin? Well, it's be, it's I mean, it's all of it. It's complicated. It's complex because she constantly challenges, and we have to keep figuring out how to let her shine and bring everybody along. And but the most awesome thing is her confidence and her belief. It is just, it is, it's not a show. It's like when I think she told ESPN when they said, when did you know it was going in? And she just said, honestly, you know, I thought it was money. Yeah. And it, it's not a line. It's not, it is like everything she does. There's an expectation of like, I'm the best there ever was. I'm going to hit this shot. I mean, there's a wiring in there. Um, you know, uh, you can, some folks can critique her confidence or cockiness or whatever, but there's a wiring of the great ones that they don't really care what you think because they know they're great. And they know if you give me that opening, I'm going to knock it down because I've been practicing this because I'm that good. And, and that's, you know, I, it wasn't surprising, but when you coach as long, you know, I think you can coach years and never get that moment you know mm-hmm. that like no matter what happens to us you know i always really believe a season is a journey it's hard for fans to realize it is a journey because everybody you know the minute we won that game it's like oh we're gonna go in the tournament i can't wait to watch them win the tournament when i mean the the dust hadn't even settled on that <laughs> shot in the euphoria yeah. and everybody has this now going to the final four there's no reason we shouldn't go to the final four when it's like everybody breathes yeah that was one of the greatest games of all time if you're a women's basketball fan sure was and it doesn't matter if it, it does not matter what happens the rest of the season forever that moment in time was one of the best ever and i think sports sometimes we can all forget that I agree. it's like we quickly we quickly keep going on to like it has to be greater it has to be greater we never stop and say you know what that was pretty dang great enjoy the moment and It's like there's nothing really, um, maybe a national title on that line on a shot like that. But at that moment, um, man, with college game day, sold-out crowd, a a battle back and forth, well-played game, um, nobody had separation. I mean, that was amazing. And I think that Caitlin, her ability uh, to rise and hit that, but everything has to go right for those. It moments. does. Yep. You know, so you, you have to, you have to have, they have to defend you a certain way. They have to, you know, um, if Caitlin's double or triple teamed, she doesn't even get her hands on it. Right. So right. then, you know, then maybe we don't even get any shot off. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, McKenna Warnock has to be the perfect, you know, slip of the screen. Yep. Gabby Marshall has to cut to the corner and act like, you know, you better guard me. Just get him to think a little bit, to not want to, you know, leave or leave her wide open. Um, Kate Martin has to not, you know, make the read. Um, so everything has to go really right. And I just really believe that the stars do align for the Kristen Leitner shot way back in yeah. the Duke, you know, mm-hmm. when there are just moments of lore and storybook. It just, you know, you work your tail off moment and or for it. And you do shoot in your driveway if you're a kid as coaches we pour over tons of last second shots. Every coaching staff will tell you, okay, we're down, we're down three with under, you know, two seconds. 
we're down one with under two seconds. And and every couple weeks, you try to simulate that, yeah. and then we kind of vote on what we like, right? Sure. And some seasons, you never use any of them because you're just not in that situation. And then that one special moment, that one time when you can be like, two weeks ago, this is the one we voted on, this is the one we like, then it's just like everybody locked in. Kate Martin leading the huddle, leading the belief. Lisa Bluter motivating them. Abby Emmert reminding them of the playbook. And we're like, it's go time. And then the magic happens. And it's, I just, we try to soak it in as coaches and just be like, wow. Because a lot of times you can draw it up and they don't hit it, right? Yeah. yeah. Or there's, they don't defend you right. So it just was a moment that um, I'm thrilled with. And, and Caitlin is the right woman to step into the moment. And she's gonna she's gonna do it more often than than not. And Jan, what, watching the replay, you were just absolutely elated when that shot went in, and <laughs> Lisa fell back in her chair, just completely <laughs> spent. Yeah, Lisa, um, uh, I think uh, is you know, as coaches, these are the moments, right? Sure. There was just a lot of emotion in that day and week because when I always talk about when you coach, it all happens to you. You know, the Maryland as excited as we were, we were so down, right? Because sure. we never saw that type of, uh, you know, uh, differ, differential of a loss coming. And so then you, you know, then we learned like, that's actually going to be a good thing later because they really showed the weaknesses on boxing ones. And, but you kind of have to you know take your look in and get your mind right. Well, you know, for us, when you, when we got awarded college game day, and everybody in football knows how fun that environment always looks. Sure. And, you know, my son, he's wanted that since, you know, he started watching and recording college game day when he was six or seven. And then, um, you know, if you're in sport, it just is a fun thing. But then for our program to be only one of three, one was South Carolina, national title people, ranked number one. Mm-hmm. The other campus was Tennessee, storied program, and us. And so then knowing we had that and coming off the marital loss and wondering, okay, how are the fans? Are we going to do, you know, and then, you know, wanting to obviously get a win and play well. But when we walked down that tunnel, we had recruits in that day and we had a really busy morning after shoot around. And when we walked down and you could hear the crowd for college game day. And when you turned and you looked, I mean, we just had tears in our eyes because mm-hmm. it's like, wow, you know, well, you think back to when you took the job and you think back to all the moments and then, you know, Lisa has the stress to be on the set, right, of college game day and national TV, and and she wasn't feeling well. I know that, um, yeah. She wasn't like, a, you know, her voice was gone, but um, and she wouldn't admit she wasn't feeling well, but 30 years of being together, she's as tough as they come, And but I know, and I can read it in her eyes, but no one, no one would know. So you do that, and then you, you know, the intensity, but there's pressure because you want to perform a for your team and you're paid to win, but so many people care, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, can we give them a moment? And, um, then when, how it played that out and to do that, I think at that moment, just the, like, Oh, that was as raw of emotion as I think, um, you could see in any coach and, uh, um, just, she just needed a second to, to decompress and like she said, said a thankful prayer and then kind of got up to, you know, do the typical celebration. I, on the other hand, was my seven-year-old, eight-year-old Jan jumping up and down. And, you know, we all have many 
memories when you're a kid of those type of moments. So uh, it was just another moment in time that uh, I feel so grateful. We've had so many um, together, Lisa and I, Jenny, our staff, um, that I, when we get older, we're able to stop and, and um, be thankful for it. Uh, even though we got up to the office, we started honestly game planning on, you know, who's breaking down Wisconsin, who's breaking down Purdue. And we had an hour meeting on the Big Ten tournament. Um, but uh, I just know no one's going to take that away. And I'm not setting up if we don't do well the next you know, week. I certainly plan to win it all, but I'm getting smart enough to know that that moment in time, nothing that happens Cheers. throughout of the, the rest of the season can erase it uh, or ever eclipse it because on, on the national stage, it was a pretty, pretty amazing, amazing day. You know, Jan, my only criticism of March Madness is I think sometimes – it takes away from the journey. I mean, I look at the men mm-hmm. last year. They got beat in the first round. A lot of fans will look back at that season as not a failure, but very disappointing. Yep, the, men won nope. 20, the men won 26 games and won the Big Ten Conference Tournament. I think there's too much emphasis on the destination and not enough on the journey. Your thoughts on that? I, I, I've always thought that. and, um, and But it's, it's human nature, right? Sure. No one remembers second place. No. Um, everybody wants – we're all wired – um, you know, to be champions and you can, you know, you're only really defined if you are. And, you know, when you get, when you get to a level that you can um, be in the, the big 10 title um, conversation, you know, for a two, three years running, um, it's easy to get a little complacent and want more and want more. That's what human nature. And that, and that's the greatest thing about sports is like, you know, you want more, you hit that plateau and we want more. But I think, you know, fan bases are wired for that. And, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it's part of what we do. And I mean, we're devastated when, you know, if we don't win either. I mean, I'm not saying we're just, oh, Pollyanna. I mean, you know, when we lose, it's, you know, tears and you feel mm-hmm. awful and all of that. But as I get more mature in it, um, you know, I just, I, you as a coach, you know what goes into it. Like, I always think this is what people don't always realize is coaches, you know, we, I believe for the most part, every year we do the exact same thing with our women. We work on our leadership. We work on our culture. We try to put a great product on the floor. We try to give them the greatest chance to win. We try to push them to become their best selves off the floor and to become the very best that can be on the floor. And we do that year in and year out. But the years that we really only get a lot of um, attention are when we're winning. Yeah. Is but when on the losing years, people don't talk about you know wow, McKenna's also a dentist. You know, going to be a dentist. Monica is going to be either OBGYN or um, a podiatrist. Um, you know, Addie O'Grady and Taylor McCabe are you know coming in late for practice because they're getting all A's in engineering. You know, but when you're winning, it's like, and this is everywhere. It's like, oh my gosh, right? And so, as a coach, you have to stay centered. And we're always—I mean, we want to become a dynasty. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. But it's just everybody pays much more attention to when you win, and that's why I really love when we get a platform because our young women are golden. And the more you win, you get a bigger platform. But with that comes the more you win, the more you're expected to win. And like the men last year at us you know, the devastating loss at home, it's like everybody, ah, that's what a lot of the fans will remember. And then you're criticized for it. And, 
then you everything you were, you know, you were the goats when you won, and then when you, you know, lose when you shouldn't, then everybody sometimes want your job. And so I've also, as I've gotten older, a quote I give out a lot to our kids to remind them, you know, uh, if you live for their praise, you will die by their criticism. Yeah. And I think that in this culture of social media, um, boy, you if a, you don't get a kid, especially a young kid's head on straight, man, they're gonna they're gonna get nailed because the praise is amazing. Yeah. But when that when that criticism comes to them on social media, boy, it can cut right through them, and then it really it's even you know the magnitude of it, the cutting and the criticism is so much worse than, than the good of the praise that ever was. You know, I had, And that, I think, is as coaching staffs, we have to model that, mm-hmm. and we have to know every time you step on that court, it can be a Maryland experience. Yeah. And yeah. every time you step on that court, it can be an Indiana experience. And yeah. as much as all of you, the people want to criticize us and it shouldn't be, you're right. It, there shouldn't have ever been a Maryland experience. But the point is, it's a possibility. And they want to win, too. So, Yes, and so if you if you get into this thing expecting every day you're going to feel euphoric and happy and, and like, oh, man, that was just the best day ever, coaching and competing ain't for you because it's, it's just like life. It's going to throw curveballs, and you can be the most prepared, and you're going right on down that road, and you think you got it, and you don't got it. <laughs> and uh, that's what I think coaches, if we can do it right, what we're preparing them in sport to face in life, um, that I think is our greatest, our greatest challenge Very and well our greatest said. gift that we can give them. Very well said. And before we wrap up, uh, a, a former Dowling graduate of mine reached out to me and said, yeah, all this stuff Caitlin does is incredible. But he also pointed out she's a hell of a student too. And mm-hmm. I, know, I know her mm-hmm. aunts. I went to high school with her aunts and they were great students, but Caitlin academically too. I mean, she. I mean, she excels in the classroom. And what what does she want to do? One outside of basketball. Have you talked to her much well, about that? You, well, she's a business major. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I think she's so focused on her professional athletic career. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't really. Um, you know, I think it'll be something in business. Her mom and dad are both in business. A lot of her aunts and uncles. You know, they're in business mm-hmm. or or law. So I think it would be something in in that. Um, area, but um, her aspirations obviously are she's thinking about professional athletes. So I'm sure it'll be something um, business relative to that. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, Caitlin, um, I mean, I just, you know, she just really, every area, you know, she is a tremendous role model. And I think, you know, everybody has a lot to be said. If she's on your team, you love her. If you don't, you hate her or whatever. And that's the greatest of all time. That's usually how it is. Yep. You know, there's, there's usually, you know, you're, you're, there's a few that beloved on both sides, but the tremendous characters and stories for all the ages, you know, you just don't like that guy because or that girl because she's always successful. But when you really get to know Caitlin, even if the, you know, the staunchest rivals, if you talk to her off the court, she's just so, um, she's wired differently. She's wired to compete. She has a hot passion, and she's an entertainer. And she's able to do all of those things at a really high level. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes the women's game, um, they're just, they haven't been ready for her. Uh, but hold on, because she's here. 
<laughs> she might be here for another two years. I hope so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think what's discounted, um, what she does on the basically every game, I mean, the pressure that's on her to perform and to be what someone wants her to be. Mm-hmm. And you think about that. If you want her to be this fabulous, almost triple-double person, or you want her to be this logo shooting, or you want her to be this drying dop and passer, or you want her to be this big personality that's like, you know, pushing the envelope, and you want to criticize her for not that sportsmanship. She shouldn't have done that, or she should have done it this way, or whatever you want her to be, she's that every game. Every game, she's going to give it to you. And, I mean... That's what I'm in awe of. She going, she going to bring it. She steps into the moment, and she's gonna, she's gonna be pretty dang awesome every game. And um, I just think that gets overshadowed if you love her or if you don't. The respect that she should garner is amazing, um, because every game, you know, she's expected to, you know, lead us to the promised land. Yeah, she's expected to entertain you. She's expected, and she just says, "I love it." Give it to me. She does and not. I think that is amazing. She does not disappoint. She does not. Well, Jan, <laughs> listen, we know you're busy. We appreciate you coming I know, on. I, got, I do have to go watch some Wisconsin game film. Okay, so good luck. You guys are leaving tomorrow, right? Game. I assume you're heading up to Minnesota tomorrow. Yeah, we leave up. We're going to go to where we can. Um, our players will watch at least a half of that game of the Purdue Wisconsin, and then the coaches, of course, will will scout it. So we'll practice here in the morning, and then we'll take off and working our tails off to give us all a lot more, you know, shining moments like we had on Sunday. All right. Safe, all right. Safe travels. Good luck. And, and thank you, you for coming on. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. And I just want to thank you on behalf of Lisa and our staff for your great interest and support and any of the fans listening. Um, you guys, everybody makes our program so special and we truly uh, know our recruiting is successful because people come to our games sure. and people care. And it makes it so fun to have those moments when, when people are, are with us. So I just wanted to make sure you guys knew that we appreciate your coverage. And we know coverage, win or lose, uh, that's how it cuts. Yep. Um, so we're, we're thankful um, that, that you care. And so on behalf of Lisa and our whole staff, thanks to you and everybody listening. And, and go Hawks. And, Jan, if you want to see something funny, you got to see what Susan Harmon tweeted the moment Caitlin shot. I can't say it on, I can't say it on the radio because there was a swear word in it, but it was one of the <laughs> okay. funniest tweets I've ever seen. <laughs> I will. It you know, is hilarious. I've, I've been out of cell phone range the last uh, couple of days, so I really haven't um, – uh, I, I really haven't seen a whole lot, so I've kind of quickly turned the page. So I, I think I've missed. I've retweeted some things, um, but uh, maybe after I get this film done, I'll scroll back. But I'll definitely go look at Susan Harmon because now you've piqued my interest. And she's coming up to <laughs> Minneapolis. You guys have brought her out of retirement. And, and I'm I coming that. up to Minneapolis. Tom too. will be up there oh. too. So good and luck. My wife. Well, I so hope we're there for a good long time together. That that's the plan. I okay. Thank so you too. for coming. All right, Jan. Thanks I'll a lot. See you guys. Take right. care. Thanks, go Coach. Bye bye. Go Hawks. Yeah, well, oh boy, she's great to talk to. She really is. We're going to take a break now. Take a break. I need water. All right, let's do it. I do, too. From the Hurting and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurting and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. 
by meteorologist Megan Hatton. The first day of March will feature a mix of sunshine and clouds heading into the afternoon. We'll see highs in the low 50s. It will be breezy at times, winds from the west at 10 to 15. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, low 25, cruising into Thursday with a little more cloud cover, highs in the mid 40s. By Friday, expecting another round of snow with temperatures in the 30s. That's KCJJ weather. It's 38 right now. KCJJ weather. Brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply kitchens and baths. Your home never looks so beautiful. 1-800-800-ROSE. 1-800-800-ROSE. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE. It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROSE. Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Looking for a job? Don't miss the Coralville Parks and Rec Insta-Hire event on Wednesday. Stop by the Coralville Rec Center from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Apply for summer jobs and other positions with the people who power play in Coralville. Make money and memories working in aquatics, camps, youth programming, grounds, or golf. At Insta-Hire, we'll accept applications and schedule interviews. Food and door prizes also available. Be early and enjoy. Spread the word and learn more at coralville.org slash parksandrecjobs. Downtown Iowa City's best new restaurant and bar is Players Sports Bar and Grill. From Big Burger Mondays, Tex-Mex Tacos, and a variety of soups, salads, and vegetarian options as well. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features their famous Chicago Dog and the Iowa Dog an all-beef bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish, bacon, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar & Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players, Sports Bar and Grill, great food, craft cocktails, 
and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting events. Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. As an Iowa City native, I know how frustrating it can be when any part of your plumbing system breaks down. That's why I only use trusted brands and quality materials. I offer same-day, next-day service coupled with a fair price. I also offer general services to mobile homes. For more information about my business, I'm online at streetsmaintenance.com and Facebook or give me a call at 400-4483. 400-4483. Streets Maintenance. Honest plumbing at a fair price. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember, we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just like you love the Hawks. Kick off your new year of adventure with Kettleson RV. Don't wait for warmer weather to get ready for camping. Beat the rush. The savings are already hot. Save up to $10,000 on remaining 22 RVs or get huge savings on brand new 23s. Kettleson has the newest and best floor plans from Grand Design, Highland Ridge, and brand new models from Bushwhacker and Springdale. Buy now and you won't pay till spring. Kick off your year of adventure now at Kettleson RV where traveling families start out from. Bump's Restaurant, located at Finkbine Golf Course off Melrose Avenue in Iowa City, is your pre-game and post-game destination for all Iowa sporting events. Bump's Restaurant is a unique experience that features perfectly cooked, juicy half-pound certified Angus burgers, hickory-smoked barbecue meats, a variety of fresh salads, and creative appetizers. Food is more than just food. It's a celebration like a Hawkeye victory. Present your University of Iowa sporting event ticket from that day's event and receive 5% off. Bump's Restaurant offers delivery through DoorDash, live music Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m., and 35 unique craft beers. Lunch and dinner is served from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Monday through Saturday, and Sunday brunch from 10 to 2. Full menu options, reservations, and private event information are online at Finkbine.com. Make it Bump's Restaurant, barbecue, burgers, and beer. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit diamonddentalpc.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, 
diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Truck Month at Deary Ford in Iowa City. Bring in your tax refund and save. Buy a new 2022 Ford F-150 with 0% financing and up to $8,000 off. We have over 75 top quality used vehicles. Trucks starting at $59.90 and cars from $49.90. Payments from $199 a month with zero down. Truck Month at Deary Ford in Iowa City. Hurry in or shop online at DearyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Eichstring of the Oxyok Inn. Especially now, all of us need a little comfort. The Oxyok has been offering comfort for over 80 years. From our signature recipes, quality of food, and family-style service, to historical ambiance, a return to the Oxyok is like a warm hug. With lunch, dinner, and banquets daily, you can still order curbside carryout, including our famous pies to go, and take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home with you to share at your family's table. Visit oxyokin.com for hours, menus, reservations, weekly specials, and gift cards. From our family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyoke Inn in the heart of Amana. Hawkfanatic.com is back. Is it? Uh, yes. Is it really? Actually, yes. It is. Can you prove it uh, in a court of law? God, it's already 1020. Yeah, you guys keep talking. I mean, we don't even have time to regress. Well, yeah, I guess we do. Sure, sure I got do. Mace in the, uh, in the computer now. Uh, CBS uh, this morning was supposed to correct their... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it got worse. Oh boy! So Mace is gonna Mace to the rest fix it for us. It's yes. gonna tell CBS how to do their job. No, it's gonna raise the levels. Mm-hmm. You can't hear the damn things after. So Mace to the rescue. It is Mace to the rescue. Where would you be without Mace? Uh, you'd have to turn up the volume a lot. <laughs> pump right. up the volume. Pump, pump up, up the, the volume. Pump. Whenever you pump. hear CBS. So. so there's more than angry Mace. There's productive That's, Mace. No, it's very productive Mace. And there's Mace. Petty mace. Vindictive mace. <laughs> mean mace. Bad music mace. What about bad music mace? No. I, yeah, no, there. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like Steely Dan. He likes Slayer. And Corrin. Dokken. Pantera. <laughs> Seven Dust. I don't know. I like to eat at Pantera. My niece used to love Seven Dust. when She, she lived with me for a semester when she started at college and she would just crank the seven dust stuff and i have a seven dust story all right when i was at krna uh, they were playing a bar up there called third street live uh, it's uh-huh. a big live music venue and uh, we had the krna van and had to take him from the radio station to his hotel and back Who, who's and he? he pulled out the biggest blunt i have Who ever are you talking seen about right seven dust just, just one person it, it was like my, a baby's arm yeah, 
Is seven dust one person? No, it's a bunch of them. Lejean is the lead singer. Of okay, seven you dust. said he. Like we know who you like. It's yeah. like we know the, who you. The big... we don't follow seven dust. Yeah, so you're no, talking the lead K-R-N-A, singer. Pantera. That's, that's that's my alley. You know. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Whatever. It would have been a better story had you said he pulled out. It would have been better had he said he pulled out some angel dust. Don't you think? Because it's seven dust. Get it? Got it. Get the joke. Yes, I. You know, I had never. Heard of Seven Dust until you guys started talking about yeah. it. I had never heard until my niece ago. moved in. This was 2002 when well, she moved in. With I've me. heard of them, I've, but I, I'm not. But you, you don't. You wouldn't like it. She likes. No, I, no. She listened to Seven Dust and Corn. So that's pretty much death metal then. Yeah. Now she's a doctor in San Francisco with two kids. <laughs> Seriously. And she was. I mean, she, went, she came to Iowa on a presidential scholarship. I mean, she came and she came to Iowa with like seventy thousand dollars worth of academic scholarship. She made more money in her first year at Iowa than I made that year, working because she had all these scholarship money. And yeah, now she's a doctor in San Francisco. And I, I don't know if she still listens to Seven Dust, but man, it was hard just grinding music, just grinding. Does Mace listen to Seven Dust? I don't know. He, he likes corn. Well, that's certainly his genre. I like corn, too. Yeah. I like it on the cob. I, I like it when you, you know, I like putting butter and salt on it in a bowl. I, love I like corn. it mixed vegetables. I even. love it with mixed vegetables. No, I, like I don't it like in, mixed vegetables. Oh, I do. It I depends do. on what they are. No, I mean, if they're the right vegetables. No, I don't, I don't like cooked carrots unless they're with pot roast. Yeah, cooked carrots and pot roast are fun. I, I don't like, no, I don't like peas. So you don't like love corn, peas, peas no. and carrots love, mixed? No. See, I do. I do, if too. If you put enough salt and pepper and butter on them. They should never be mixed. Uh-huh. I like cauliflower. I like Brussels sprouts. I well, believe let's... in vegetable seg- segregation. No, I like vegetables. <laughs> but that was because of the, my mom. We always had a vegetable at, with dinner. I mean, we always. I mean, she, my mom was old-fashioned, man. You had your meat. You had your salad. And we always had vegetables. That's just how she was, and I'm glad because I we do have like vegetables. I'd love vegetables. I, I don't love vegetables. Corn, peas. I love peas. Green beans. I like peas are good in like tuna casserole. They're good in chicken. I mean, well, peas are good. I like peas. peas. Are, I like peas, but again, they take a little salt. They need a little salt and pepper. Well, give peas a chance. Give peas. I I agree with you. Oh, we are saying. Did you like that song? No, I didn't either. I don't, <laughs> no, not at all. You know, I'm. You know, I don't need to be told to give peace a chance. You know, that's how we all should live our life. So peace should be the number one option, shouldn't it? Over war you know, and destruction. It's, it's the. It's like the Beatles and Taylor Swift have got some really good music, but they're both experimental, and when they experiment, it sucks sometimes. Yeah. Hello. Hey guys, unfortunately I got a sports question. Uh, do you guys think uh, Fran is gonna got a good chance to be coach of the year? And same with uh, Lisa Bluter. Well, no, the no. Indiana coach has already yeah, won the Terry coach Moore of the year. I think it'll be it. either Chris. I, 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 I'm not taking away from Fran, but no, I no. think it would be Chris Collins probably at this rate. I, I would agree. I mean, with they that. were picked to finish 13th in the Big Ten. Yeah, I heard. I was seeing on Twitter a lot of people were saying uh, Chris Collins was probably a shoe in. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would think. Yeah, I would say. And then, I mean, look at what Kevin Willard's done. Yeah. I'm not taking away what yeah. Fran's done. It's been good, but no, I would be surprised if Fran won it. All right, thanks. Yep. Thanks for the call. My vote would go to Chris Collins right now. I know they've hit sort of a wall, but there's nothing wrong with losing at Illinois and Maryland. A lot, a lot, of, teams a lot of teams are hitting the wall in the Big Ten. and You can't, as uh, – Adam said, you know, eight or nine teams could win this thing. Yep. Legitimately. But at least the Fran Fate narrative has disappeared. I mean, it was thriving after the Wisconsin loss. Oh, here we go again. 
what have you. But like I said, if they don't make a run in the NCAA tournament, those same naysayers are going to come oh, out. Oh yeah, that's what they do. They're just waiting to strike, and social media gives them that platform. And so, so many just take themselves so serious on social media. And but it's the world we live in, and it ain't changing. No, it ain't. The panders. Do you ever pander on social media, Captain? No. No. We all do at some point. I, I mean, I pander What do you some. mean by pander? Just attention. Just wanting attention. Just. I post things to listen every morning. That's Cap, about it. Cap's a barking dog. Huh? You're a barking you dog. You want Why attention. Why am I a barking You're like everyone else. You seek and need attention just like everyone else. <laughs> on the air, yes. Uh, on social media. No, I post pictures of my dog. and my, For attention. Know. There's nothing wrong with well, that. Well, it's a great dog. I'm just saying you do it for attention. <laughs> great, and there's, yeah. But we well, all pander to it. You go on social media for attention anyway, but I mean, I'm if I wasn't doing this very seriously, I don't know that I'd be on social media. I wouldn't be on social media. I mean, I seriously wouldn't. There's there's other ways to connect with your family and yeah, phone, with your friends, word of mouth, letters. There's other there's other vehicles that are social media, no, my, but but they're close. But I'm not even on Facebook. I mean, we have a Hawk Fanatic Facebook page that mm-hmm. Dallas runs. I have never even been on it. I just yeah. don't care. Yeah, and I know that maybe that hurts me in some ways. It it, it probably does because it's the largest. But Dallas is running venue. Yeah, but yeah. there's oh, lots of your stuff. There's lots of times though when we will have stories on Hawk Fanatic that get a ton of page views on Hawk Fanatic and don't get that many views on Twitter or Facebook. I think there's this perception that all life spins around social media, and it doesn't. I mean, Twitter is not reality. I mean, it's no, part, it really isn't. It's part of reality, but it's not. There's more to life than Twitter. Now, sometimes I wonder with how some people just. I think there's some people that are just addicted to. Yeah, I think you're right. Being on Twitter, they can't get enough of it, and they just love and need the attention, and that's you know, that's their thing. But whatever. Well, I'm looking forward to our little trip up to Minneapolis. I really am. I know it's Susan is. She's not leaving till Friday. When do they play? Friday at five thirty. I think she's leaving Friday. I think she said she's leaving Friday morning, and yeah, I mean, she leaves at nine o'clock. She's there by one. It's about a, from here. What is it, about four four and a half hours? I think it's closer to five, but it depends. You know how fast you drive. And so yeah, I, I told her she take right back. I okay. told her she could leave on Thursday, but I think she said she wants to um, leave on Friday. So we'll see. I mean, and they play the winner of Wisconsin Purdue. We do. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, well, I mean, games we should win, theoretically, uh, you know, on paper, but you got to play them. Yeah, I think Maryland and Indiana are the only serious threats to Iowa. I would think and so. And obviously they both can beat Iowa because they have. Yes, that's exactly right. And we can beat both of them because we have. So um, I would much rather take – would you rather have a early exit from the Big Ten tournament or from the NCAA tournament? Um – well, they've done the Big Ten tournament thing, so I think I would rather... Yeah, the last frontier for Caitlin is yes, a deep run in the NCAA tournament. That's, right. that's the one thing she hasn't done. That's right. And there's so just for that purpose, yeah. And I think if you had to sacrifice one for the other, I think you'd go for the NCAA. But even if they don't fulfill expectations in the postseason, that still doesn't take away from this being a great season. I know it no. will in the moment. I know it'll be hard for some people to move beyond that. So, But, but no, I'm with Jan, though. I think you've got to enjoy the journey. 
as much or more than the destination. But unfortunately, some people don't do that. Well, I can tell you, you know, having gone to all the home games, how much fun we've had this year. Actually, both with the men and the women, it has been a blast. And like, let's say the let's say Indiana ends up beating the Iowa men in the Big Ten tournament. That game last night will be completely forgotten. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But it was sure fun. uh, Touch base with Mace, and he does not listen to Seven Dust. But he's been to a concert they played at. They opened for Corn. That's Corn with a K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard Corn. That's not to be confused with porn, with a P. Would you rather listen to Corn or watch porn? Watch porn for sure. Wow, (laughs) easy. No hesitation. That's an easy one. No. No corn. How about watching porn with corn in the background? <laughs> no. Hard pass. No pun intended? No, no pun intended. <laughs> Jesus. All right, now we've regressed. No pun intended. Yeah. Now we've regressed. <laughs> Sorry, Jan. Where's Adam or Jan when we need them? <laughs> yeah. How warm is it supposed to be? because we had our best. She was talking about you had the best. So that's what you put in your heart. You know, well, it's hard to sustain, have, too. Yeah, you have your worst. You just can't have radio excellence for 90 minutes no. straight. Or uh, six and a half hours, even. Yeah, or... Has it been or, a good show before I came in? Or the 30 minutes. Were you guys solid this morning? <laughs> oh, How God. was Hunter this morning? Hunter's birthday. It's birthday. Oh, it's birthday. Hi, birthday boy. Happy birthday, Jim. What's he, 48, 49? No. No, he's 63. 63, wow. And then uh, it's the birthday... Of uh, 99pluskfmh.com. God, I'm the I'm ten, the second youngest person in here. Ten years old. Today. If Lang wasn't here, I'd be the youngest person. This is like a funeral home. Well, Molly, because... She's not here yet. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. When she gets here. Like a funeral. It's like a nursing home. These guys. No, I don't have you. No, nursing home. Funeral's a little extreme. I don't it's want a you, little extreme. I don't want you dead. Just, this is like a care facility. It's DJ in uh, Cedar Rapids. She wanted uh, me to come up and... Uh, network with them and i said the only one i'm going to network is uh, with lensing <laughs> you know i mean what is what do you what does she mean she wanted you to come up and network yeah you know they share ideas and crap i don't have any ideas <laughs> i don't have any ideas. the station is the good seats at carver <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you might run into a young person there well, there's more yelling though here there you go so, yeah. No, I appreciate Adam and Jan coming on. Um, hopefully the oh, listeners sure. Did. And um, it's just fun getting perspectives from a current coach and a former Hawkeye. And But, no, last night's game was I just – I was just – my jaw I, – I go, I can't believe what I'm watching. And they never, never let made up. a run. I can't believe us. how bad Indiana looked. They just looked terrible. And, uh, you know, you keep – Watching that game, expecting them to make a run, and they never, never did. Because they can't shoot. No. And, Ch- and Jackson did have 26, but it was not a great 26 points. I mean, it really, I mean, he's so limited offensively. I'm amazed at what he's able to do point wise when you can't shoot beyond five feet. Because he can't. No, he can't. He can't. And Chris Murray, I mean, Chris came out so strong to begin with, and I think that just kind of lifted everybody. I mean, Tony, you could argue, maybe ended up having the most spectacular all-around game. Chris was the difference early, though. He is what got them out of the gate, created that big deficit, and Indiana never punched back. Well, they didn't. And the pregame and postgame handshakes with Fran and Woodson are pretty pretty telling. Woodson said we're not going to be going to lunch anytime soon. Yeah, he just needs to shut up. I mean, just (laughs) let – I mean – 
I mean, he's just <laughs> bitching and whining about Fran getting away from stuff. I mean, Woodson bitches on the sideline. They gave him a tee yesterday, but worry about your own team, you know? I mean, I was beating Indiana now four times in a row. Think about that. Isn't that something? Yeah, no, it's something. And I would not be surprised if Iowa won the Big Ten tournament. The men. No. And I I wouldn't be surprised if we lose the first game either. No. um, No, you're right. Now, if they, yeah, because. I mean, we don't know. If they they somehow, by some miracle, ended up playing like Ohio State or Minnesota, I would be surprised. Ohio State, not. Ohio State showed against Illinois, they can beat anybody when they're playing well. Minnesota would be a tough one, but yeah. that's one out of 13 teams. And they've lost 12 straight. Yeah, the other 13 teams, no, you're right. Would you be surprised if Iowa lost to Michigan? Or Rutgers. Or Rutgers. Or Maryland. Northwestern. No. I mean, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we beat all of I them. I would be surprised if they lost to Nebraska on a neutral site. I, I, yeah. And I know I'm going out on a limb, but I think they're going to beat Nebraska. Nebraska's playing better. But I just don't think Nebraska can beat Iowa at home. But we'll see. I mean, Nebraska, there's won some games this year that I didn't think they were going to win. Hello. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Wow. Wow. Obviously, it wasn't Karn. <laughs> Three. She's at Bible study right now. I know. How often do you go to Bible study? Um, never. I don't either. I had to study Bible in, uh, in high school. In, no, I did when I was it, a, a college. kid. I went to vacation Bible school a few times. Yeah, my parents luckily we never had made to me know do the, that. Well, we had to read the Bible and they just in, sent me to catechism on in Wednesday religion, nights. Uh, in because uh, I was a poli sci major and you major and you had to. Well, at Dallin, you had to take religion. religion. Every year, you had to take <clears throat> religion every semester, and it was always the hardest class. Yep. I remember coming home and be like, why does freaking religion have to be my hardest class? Because some of the, Father Dorton, his stuff was tough. I mean, I'd get a 70 out of 100 out of there and think that I, I won. And I'd go home and my dad's like, that's a low C and you're celebrating? <laughs> Heathen. But no, it was hard. I mean, and yeah, boring. Real hard. I found the Bible to be boring. I hope I don't get struck down by lightning, but. No, it's. Boring. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, there's all the argument the, here. You know, they only walked on you know, water on one page. They bitch about the kids reading books on this and that. You read the Bible, it's the worst. It's boring. Yeah. And, you know, you got, uh, you know. How about when Moses parted the sea, though, in the the movie that came out in the 50s? That is so, yeah. That was definitely not James Cameron, was it? No. (laughs) No. No. I love Ray Harryhausen. I laughed, though. You know, honest to God, and on high-definition television, it looks 20 times worse. Yeah, I mean it's I you know never noticed that before, and then uh, and I I don't watch it, but I was flipping through channels when he was parting the sea, and uh-huh. I mean and you can see just how ridiculous ridiculous it I is. think God was even embarrassed by that. Yeah, <laughs> God, we can't do any better than that. I mean these are the 1950s people, but for its time it was it was impressive. oh I'm sure yeah yeah. I look at the original War of the Worlds compared to the Steven Spielberg's one. Yeah. I mean, which is, I just happened to watch the end of that again the other day. It's being played a lot on one of the channels, along with Forrest Gump. I almost texted you the other day to let you know that Forrest Gump was on channel 881 or something. <laughs> it's just on all the it's time. It's on all the time. All the time. You know, most movies I'm happy that I watch and enjoy, I generally don't watch movies again. I mean, most oh, I of will. the movies that I, I watch, I don't watch again. I don't. I don't go out of my way to watch them, but if I see that they're on, like last I, night, The Fugitive was on. I last I watched the last see, hour of it. I, yeah, I really don't. Uh, there's a, you know, it depends. 
when I uh, when I was sick and I, I thought I had COVID and uh -huh. probably had COVID, uh -huh. I sat down and I watched Stripes and I can't watch Stripes without thinking about your uh, friend Rich on the bus just bitching about Stripes. And it said that was. But yeah, no, I don't go out all. of my way. I don't yeah. schedule. But if I see yeah. something on, like if the water horse is on, I'll if I got yeah, I'll sit down and watch this for the next twenty minutes or so. But that's what I did with the fugitive. I just killed another hour of watching the last hour of the fugitive because it's a great movie. That was Harrison Ford when he was like my age. What is he now? Like eighty? Yeah, but they made him look like he's your age again. Isn't he in his eighties? <laughs> Isn't that weird? I think he was. He is. Yeah, he's eighty. Yeah. He was a roadie for the Doors. Yeah. He built their stages because he was really good carpenter. <laughs> I mean, he was like, and he, Jesus. I think he was right around Jim Morrison's age. I think he was born in like 43, something like that. Yeah, he could have been Morrison without the vomit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, he was a roadie for the doors, yeah. though. Yeah. What a life he's led. So what, does he have some new movie coming out? Yeah, Indiana Jones. Oh, see, I don't. And they made him younger. I don't watch any of those. I, Indiana made, Jones and the Nursing Home Blues, I think it's called. <laughs> I, <laughs> comes up. And the Nazis have invented uh, the pens. <laughs> Isn't he married to... Who? Calista Flockhart. Are they still married? Yes. And she's like, what, in her 40s? No, God, no. 50s? She's, no, she's probably 60, 60 by now. Yeah. Oh, she's older than me? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Really? Okay, I keep forgetting. He is 80. I mean, he was in his 50s when he made The Fugitive. But that is just he's a great also, He's also in a new... Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but there's some series he's in, too, about... No, he's, it's Paramount. Paramount? Okay, yeah, I've seen promotion for that. I've seen promotion for that, yeah. Oh, that's on Apple. That's on Apple, okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard really good reviews. Apple. I've heard good, very funny from what I heard. Yeah. No, he's a hell of an actor. I just haven't liked he's all of his busy. movies. I like Witness. That was one of my favorite Harrison yeah. Ford movies. Yeah, so strong. I never got into Blade Runner. A lot of people did. Nah. I, Blade Runner just didn't work for me. And the Indiana Jones things are just silly. I enjoyed I the Indiana Jones, but it's, yeah, I agree with well, that. Well, they're just fun movies. Yeah, and I just am not in She's the She's 58. Of, okay, I didn't think she was as old. She's, you're younger than I am. Yeah. So she's... But she's close to 60. She's close to 60. So when he was 50, she was 28. Yeah. It's n nothing compared to the Rolling Stones. Nothing. <laughs> And um, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's like Your 40. Your daughters are too old. Dennis Quaid's too wife too is like old. Molly's age or maybe too, young. Too old. How old's Molly? No. Molly is 29. Oh, no. no I think Dennis 29. Quaid, I think Dennis Quaid's wife is younger than I Molly. Think, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's like. And Dennis Quaid's like, isn't he in his mid-60s? Molly will be 30 on May Day. Dennis Quaid's 68. We've looked this up before. Yeah, I think you're right. Dennis Quaid. Uh, was is his wife or his girlfriend? I who knows? Uh, you can still make fun of him either way. Uh, girlfriend age sixteen. Uh, Twenty-seven. <laughs> Forty bride. Yeah. That's Amy's age. They married. They are married. Yes, age doesn't mean anything to me. She it's said, just a number. As she held her purse full of cash. Do you think his do you think his although I Dennis Quaid I would hardly I know he's rich and but he's hardly a Hollywood giant. I mean I mean his would you say? I mean he's not Harrison Ford. I bet he's worth yeah, let's see what 30 he's worth. million? Yeah, I would say that's that's beans in Hollywood. <laughs> well, I mean, 30 million. Exactly. Really? Exactly 30. Yeah. Now look up Harrison Ford. I'm going to say what? 500? I'll say 400? Uh, 120. Okay. I would think he'd be worth more than that, but. Ford. 300 million. Yeah. That's. 
So Harrison Ford is $260 million richer than Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Clint Eastwood, how much? Uh, $500. i will say four fifty. Three seventy five. Yeah, his last couple of movies are, I mean, The Mule was ridiculous. And then his other one, I think it's Cry Macho or something like that. Oh, I, couldn't, God, I couldn't make it through 10 minutes of that. What is he? He's like 114. He was born in 1929 or yeah. 30, I think. So he's like, yeah, he's in his 90s. Now, his last good movie was um, Gran Torino. And Gran that Torino. was good. Great movie. Real good. Yeah. But he's still acting in his movies now, and I think his age is starting to catch up with him a little bit. Cry Macho, I was just crying for him because it looked like every step he took, he was in pain. <laughs> but Gran Torino was great. Yes, it was. Great movie. That's another one if it's on. I Oh, God, I'm going to spend the next hour watching the end of Gran Torino. I just can't turn it off. I love the ending. I love the fact that kids driving with the dog down the lake, you know, by the lake. I just love how that ends. The dog doesn't die. We don't need movies where dogs die. No. I don't no. like that. Won't watch them. I don't like that. I won't watch them if the dog dies. I check. I Google it. Now there is. <laughs> there, before I watch the movie. There is a dog it. that you, you, you assume I, dies in the water horse, but you don't see it. But it was a mean bulldog that was mean to the water horse when he was little. He tried to kill him. And then the water horse got big and big and big and swam up to the shore where the mean old bulldog was barking at him. And then all of a sudden the barking ends. So you're assuming that the water horse ate him, but you don't, they don't show it. <laughs> Churchill. Churchill except, the bulldog. Except, except the water horse is spitting out first. No, that you don't see that either. He, and then the water horse he, goes and resumes to attack the mean. Picking his teeth with he, a, a tibia. You know, my... My wife is very kind and gentle and loves all creatures, and she's out there feeding the squirrels and the birds. And uh, our dog, uh, Barry, or not Barry, Rudy, uh, went out one day and comes back in and burps, and there's rabbit fur just (laughs) flying out of his mouth. And I never saw Jan laugh so much in my life. (laughs) Just... Just got rabbit. Just got word. We got a select number of Iowa football players that will be available for interviews Thursday at three thirty p.m. tomorrow. Any who, names? Returning players: Joe Evans, Nico Regani, and Noah Shannon. Along with a few players who are new to the program this semester. So I'm assuming McNamara, Eric All, and uh, maybe Seth Anderson. And I, maybe it won't be Mac. I mean, McNamara has done so many interviews on 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 the collective. Right now, he's been all over yeah, the place. Yeah, Dejan Parker said that Kate is very impressive, great leader, and really likes really likes him. Well, I would hope that that's what he would say yeah. to a group of fans. You man, oh God, he sucks, man. I were you know. Hopefully, that's he is overrated. Yeah, he's know, ass. I'm glad that that's what he said, and yeah. maybe maybe Dejan will be part of it too. Huh? So yeah, we'll get some Iowa football players, and um, that'll give us something else to write about as. And it's good to do it this week because it'd be hard to do it next week because, you know, we got the Big Ten men's tournament. Although, like I said, if Iowa doesn't, if they get that double bye, they don't play till Friday. And that's, God, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. That's what I'm hoping happens. You know, for lots of reasons. Money, for a, time, yeah, and just for the team. I think it'll really give the team a much better chance of winning the thing. No, well, that's true. You know, and then, you know, Des Moines hosts the site. Yeah. If Iowa could make a if if Iowa can make a little run here, which they're doing right now, God, I would hope they get the first two rounds in Des Moines. That would be that would be so that good. would be so fun just for lots of reasons. But I'm sounding like you a little bit. Think about it financially too. 
You know, it, it helped. Uh, it helped us in the media. Is that because I'm Jewish? No, it's because you like to save money, like we all. I'm looking at it from a business standpoint too. I mean, think about how much, as opposed to having to fly to a different part of the country, it would be a huge benefit financially. And I think that place would be rocking if I was it down sure there. Would you'd go? Wouldn't you probably? If I could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. Um, so yeah, let's I keep. Can't. Yeah, what's ever stopped you from leaving <laughs> yeah. here? You know, I mean, we do have lives. I mean, there's a possibility we're already scheduled to do something else. Yeah, but your life pretty much revolves around Hawkeye sports. Well, in basketball season, it does. But um, I, you've got a better. But no, I will definitely if it's in Des Moines, of course. Well, I plan on going. I'm, we're covering Dallas, and I are covering the Big Ten tournament, and I plan on going to the NCAA tournament. I just hope the first two rounds are God, in Des Moines. In, I've never been to an Iowa NCAA game. Really? Uh. Uh-uh. Well, I've never been to a Big Ten tournament either until tomorrow. Oh, um, you never been to the I've men? I've never been to the men or women. Uh-uh. So, yeah, um, do you like the fact that it's in Minneapolis, or would you rather yes. have had it in Chicago? or? Oh, pro- well, Minneapolis is a, a great city. And what's the weather going to be up? What's the weather going to be like in Minneapolis in the next uh, few days? Let look. Look, let's look at that before we wrap up. And how warm is it supposed to get today here? Is this what- 50. Wow. Yeah, fifty. Man, I went for a walk yesterday. It was beautiful. Walked by Marcos again. They got the two signs up, but still nothing inside. Okay, and you'll appreciate this. They're making a big deal that we're going to have snow Friday. It's going to be like an inch, maybe. maybe. How warm during the day? Uh, it's going to get up to near forty. Oh. So I don't. Yeah, but they're, so it's going to snow. TV, they're making a big deal about uh, Minneapolis on Friday. Uh, 39 degrees. Yeah, that's fine. No precipitation and really no winds. So then, How about the, Saturday? The girls' play won't be affected by wind. 35 degrees, uh, 18 low, mostly cloudy, no precip. So you're going to be fine. Yeah, it looks the weather like, is yeah. not going to be an issue, thankfully. No. So, yeah, and they do play inside, so the wind will not be a factor. But, yeah. no, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And have you been to Minneapolis much? Yeah, because my mother-in-law and, and father-in-law used to live up there's there. There's plenty of good restaurants and lots to do. There. There's a lot. There's a lot to do in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's, it's a nice a great, town. It is. No, it it's is a nice, nice town. And we're gonna we're staying downtown, so there should be a number of good restaurants, bars in our area, bars, bars. Just pound, man. Just get hammered and get on behalf get of the, the Hawks. Hammer the Hawks. Get hammered the with the Hawks. What do you think of that? He just. He's. Not, I have never seen you hammer. No. Well, no. He holds his liquor. I do, but uh, for better or for worse. Oh, it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. You've never seen me hammered. (laughs) No, but I can picture it. (laughs) Tired and hungry. (laughs) Tired and hungry. I I mean, when I get drunk, I usually get hungry. I mean, last night I had three beers, I think, but I had a really good Cornish hen from Hy-Vee, made it in the oven. Man, it was good. With salad and a baked potato, and made a, a delicious uh, green stuffed green pepper. My with mom used to make those Mexican mom, uh, chicken. It was yeah. My delicious. mom, my mom used to make those. I yeah. I liked them okay. And they were uh, enchilada sauce. It's real good. Cheese. Yeah, we had uh, salmon patties. We picked up at the store, and they were the worst. They had no taste salmon I see when yeah. I don't ever I like getting salmon fresh and then doctored it myself well, we those, have pa- that. those patties that I've tried those they don't work for no, me no they suck they're just huh. tasteless 
Yeah, they I, are. I get I get the little five ounce fillets that they have for six ninety nine or five ninety nine. Some yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I get. Hey, the, we had those the other night. They were damn. Good. I get They're the good. citrus grill one. I really like those. And I generally do uh, lemon pepper and uh, what, and dill. I I, I usually put lemon pepper, a little Lowry's. And then you got to put butter on there. I mean, you just drench it in butter so you take something that's perfectly healthy for you and turn it into bad food. That's what I do. It's got enough. It's swimming in butter when I eat salmon. <laughs> i got to be in the mood for it, too, though. i got to keep forgetting that it's Lent, so Friday I'll have to do another one of those little McDonald's um, cheeseburger appetizer things. The one I had last Friday was the smallest one I've ever seen. What is a cheeseburger appetizer che- thing? No, well, you mean no, fish. Fish sandwich, fish I mean. Fish, fish sandwich. The one I had last Friday was the smallest fish sandwich no, I've ever ridiculous. seen. No, it's ridiculous. I ate it in like three, literally two or well, three bites. Well, you should go to, really, the fish sandwich at Arby's, Arby's is, is much really better. good. Oh, and so is um, Culver's. Especially yeah, the yeah, cod one. The, the walleye one is too good. No, it's gooey and it's But the mushroom. cod one is really good. Yeah. And it's you get a ton of it, too. Yeah, I yeah. like I'll I'll remember the Culver's one on. So you like to eat cod pieces? Is that what you're saying? I like cod if it's yeah. done. If it's yeah. got enough batter on it. It's got enough butter in it. Yeah, I mean, it's got to have some flavor to it. But yeah. no, I'm, not, I'm with you, Tom. I'm not a big seafood fan. Well, I've got to be in the mood for I it. I love seafood. I don't mind shrimp scampi, but shrimp scampi, all it is is shrimp just bathing in butter and garlic. I, mean, I went to Shakespeare's, uh, it was Monday. I went there Tuesday. A, a shrimp po' boy. Yeah. It was great. I had, I had tacos from there on Tuesday, yesterday. So do they have anything called a chicken sh- uh, scampi with a drenched in butter and garlic? You could I probably would, make it. I think that'd be delicious. Yeah. But I like I shrimp can. scampi, but the reason I like it is because it's drenched in garlic and butter. Listen, the, the shrimp scampi with fettuccine at Marabito's. I've had it. Absolutely yeah, no, it's good. Freaking the best. But if I have a choice between that and like a meatball sandwich, I'm going with the meatball sandwich. You know, and I'm not a meatball guy, but I'll tell you, Mirabito's meatballs are incredible. Yes. Absolutely really incredible. No, oh, they really are. The whole that whole restaurant is. Yeah, awesome. it really is. I think I'll probably have to hit a Riza today for lunch. I haven't been there for a while. Last three times I've been there, Kevin has not been there. He's delegating authority, like a smart restaurant owner would do. Yeah. Although with Kevin, he's probably out doing deliveries. Deliveries. Probably. Hell, yeah. he does deliveries yeah. half the time. But no, I'll probably go there to. If not today, I'll go there tomorrow because I have not been there for a while. I've got a craving for some black pepper chicken from Ariza. God, is it good? I'll bet I would like that. It's really good. You probably would. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really good. Well, there's lots of stuff you could have. There, there. there is. There yeah. is. Oh, I mean, I bet you'd like the Empress Chicken. I've had uh, General So. You like General or... Tao's? Yeah. Empress is similar to General Tao. It's a little sweeter, but it's got the crust. On. It's really good. It's sweeter. I probably I don't love sweet. And it is a little sweeter, but it's got a little spice to it too. But it's really good. Uh, sesame chicken. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm not a big sesame chicken no. fan. It's too sweet for me. And what, those little white things, those are the sesame seeds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> little white things. Yeah, I just... Um, no, Why they got to be white? <laughs> what did you think they were? Well, who knows? Big salt big salt tablets. But, um, oh, and then um, Iowa baseball did avenge its loss to Loris last they year. Did. They won 9-2 to two last night. Tommy Lang got his first Hawk Fanatic byline. Tommy Lang yeah, he covered the he covered the game for us and um, oh also announced I think it was yesterday the men's basketball team is going to be playing uh, San Diego uh huh that's amazing Dallas posted that story and I could not believe the amount of traffic it generated yeah. last I looked it was pushing like a thousand page views I mean it was just incredible sometimes it's you just can't put a finger on what's going to draw interest and what's not 
you know. And then yesterday was Hayden Fry's, what would have been his 94th birthday, and I paid tribute by telling a couple of Hayden I, right, yeah, I saw that. about writing yeah, about the time he made fun of me for looking like I had gained some weight in the off season, made fun of me for not doing sit-ups. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, it was rest in peace, Coach. Yeah, Hayden would be 94. Think about that. Yeah, wow. Well, hell, my dad, 26, my dad would be 97 this March 18th. It would be my dad's 97th birthday. God, to think my dad was almost born 100 years ago. My dad was. What year was he born? Uh, 18. My mom was born 107 was years ago, and my dad well, 109 eight, years ago. If he's 18, ago. it'd be 105. My dad yeah. was born in 26. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we, yeah. My so dad. your mom would be 105. Your dad would be 105. My mom died uh, 20 years ago, yeah, and she was 80, so she'd be 100. She was Harrison Ford's age. Yeah. Well, they couldn't make her look younger. Yeah. She didn't have the technology. Yeah, so... Um, well, your mom had jet black hair until she died, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Well, not. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> That's not... I, I understand, but... Wait, I'm lost. Only her hairdresser knows for sure. Oh, she colored her hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. Thank God I haven't no. had to do that yet. Yeah. I still don't have any gray hair. Women do that with regularity. I know some men most, that do it. Most guys don't. Some do, though. I'm not some name, do. I'm not going to name who they are that I know, but some do. There's nothing but wrong with that. But you can tell, no. It's their own business. Who? I'm not as, as Billy always said. Uh, Give me a clue. He said, nope. you've got, you know. Off the air. 30-year-old oh. hair with 80-year-old face. You know, it doesn't work. Yeah, off the air, I'll backstab this person something fierce. So just not on the air. I don't care. But no, I am. Um, Maybe that's a good place to end so we can hear I've your looked, story. I've looked, a, I've seen a couple gray hairs, but not, not oh. many. I thought I'd start graying by now. Because I would not color my hair. I, I wouldn't care if it turned, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, and like you I said. Like Wayne Newton. Have you seen Wayne Newton? Not in years. I mean, I have got uh, an old Jack Benny program where he appears and, and with his brothers. Never understood the Wayne and Newton they're attraction. they're all blonde. And she, he's like 13 or 14. They're completely blonde and they're Scandinavian. Uh -huh. Okay? And then all of a sudden... He's a you know a Native American and coal black hair and what a bunch of crap. I've just never understood what does Wayne Newton do well? Is he a good lounge he, singer? Is that he what is. he is? I guess yes. he's a lounge singer. Okay, and it puts on a good, as I understand, a good Vegas style show, okay. old old fashioned Vegas style show. Um, he's had a lot of work done yeah. on his face. I want some red <laughs> roses for a blue. Okay, Wayne Newton or Robert Goulet? Uh, Robert Goulet. All right. Robert Goulet. He's uh, Kurt, dead, isn't he? Kurt Cobain's rifle. <laughs> Robert Goulet? What you Either one of them. Robert Goulet was at least... Uh, Is he dead? Oh, yeah. Is oh, he? yeah. Wayne Newton's not dead, though. No, he's still performing no. in Vegas. I mean, yeah. Kurt Cobain's been dead for, what, 30-some years? 30 years. Some years, yeah. So I think it was like 91, I think, when he took his life, somewhere around there. Yeah. I was not a Nirvana fan at all, but that was sad, no. man. I mean, he was Stupid. obviously troubled. But, yeah, I was never into... He was, I was troubled in the marriage with Courtney Love. That obviously a, didn't help. Cluster and... Yeah, I was never... Were I you would in... think Courtney would be a, a handful... I never really liked Nirvana's music. I like some of it. 
No, I mean, but I never okay. really liked Pearl Jam's music. Did you guys either. like Hole? No. Well, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> From what I remember, it was... yeah, what I remember, I liked him pretty much. Yeah, at one point I did. <laughs> Whole seems to have. Left. I meant Courtney Love. <laughs> never heard. Man. I've never heard it, but I'm guessing I would not have liked it. Would be my uh, guess. Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love's daughter, Frances Bean Cobain, is dating Tony Hawk's son. Wow. Tony Hawk's got to be a fun relationship. Is Tony Hawk a skateboarder? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tony Hawk actually bought Kurt Cobain's high school skateboard. It's a. Uh, it's an iron. It's an Iron Maiden skateboard. Iron Maiden. And he reproduced it perfectly, and he's selling it, and they're using the money raised to fight uh, mental illness. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's, so that's a good cool. cause. I think it's very cool. That's yeah. great. Yeah, good for Yeah, actually, Tony Hawk has a commercial where I think he's plugging um, cholesterol medicine. Is he that old already? No, but he says he has, he's on a statin. Yeah. Oh, he said, yeah. He said, and I think. Well, you can. You can get. Well, yeah, uh, I guess so. Well, yeah, I'm on, I'm on a yeah. statin. Yeah. Right, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on it because my cholesterol has gotten. I mean, my last cholesterol count was 132. And the, I remember the doctor's like, wow, that's pretty low. Maybe we won't. I think what they're going to do is take me off statin when I go back for my physical this summer for a month and see what. Because I would prefer not to be on it, although I've had no sure. effects. My sister took it and it made her sick. She just couldn't do it. And luckily, her cholesterol is kind of like on, you know, like two hundred. It's kind of on the border. But yeah, my last cholesterol count was one thirty-two, and that's that's pretty low. Yeah, it is. That's, that's really low, and I think some of it's due to, of course, to the statin, but some of it's also due to probably walking five, yeah, six hours sure, a day. But a like I said, I walked day. by Marco's Grilled Cheese yesterday, looked in the window, nothing. The sign, the two signs are up, but they're still. It says coming soon, but it doesn't say when it's coming. Uh-huh. And um, so hopefully we'll get it by. At least by April, I would like to see it in there. I would hope so. Because you guys got me all excited saying it's good. It's very good. It's very good. And you said they have a wide range of sandwiches? Yes, Yes. they do. Do they have soup? Uh, I don't remember. I think so. Do they do stuff like potato salad and chips and stuff? like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that'll be good. No, it's going to be good. It's it's real good. All right. All right, well, everybody, um, thanks again to Adam Haluska and Jan Jensen for coming on. We really enjoyed their insight. And now, everybody, be safe and go out and enjoy the nice weather. All right. HawkFanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.